Hi, welcome to the Finding Proof live show today. I'm coming to you live from Mac One, which is a fabulous hotel. If you ever do travel to Hobart, this is a great place and I'm not giving them a plug for any reason other than I love it and I wish I could stay here. It's what they call a story hotel and all the rooms have a story around the convicts that came and the other historical figures that came to Australia and specifically to Hobart uh, during the days of the convicts in the late 19th, mid to late 19th century, and perhaps a bit earlier than that. So I'm here today having a bit of a planning day with the principal psychologist in my practice. And in the spirit of being in a story hotel, and more specifically, I'm actually sitting in the closed story bar at the Mac One Hotel. And so in the interest of being able to share with you a story, I guess, about my own background, about living in our values, pursuing um, now I've now been joined by some other people. I found a quiet spot that's no longer quiet. Um, I may have to move. Bear with me. So, in the interest of being in a story hotel, what I wanted to do is share with you a story about my background and about a very important figure in my growing up years. So, when I was 12 years of age, um, so I was in year seven, which in Tasmania is actually the first year of high school, but back in those days I was living in Queensland and in Queensland year seven is the first year, oh sorry, the last year of primary school or grade school as you might call it in the States. And I was new to the area and the teacher I had was very much an old school teacher. He had long socks and sandals on his feet, he had shorts, he had a button-up shirt with short sleeves and he had a bald head and his name was Mr Craven and he has become one of those characters in my history if you like who has stayed with me as I've grown and matured and learned about life and one of the key things he taught me without even saying the words, was to believe in my principles and to believe in my ability to walk the talk and to live to my values. So what Mr Craven would do in his classroom, of which of course I was a student, he would get very frustrated with the naughty boys who'd sit in the back of the classroom. And when they were misbehaving, he would get so incredibly frustrated with them that what he would do is he would put his hands on the blackboard, put his two hands up on the blackboard and bash his head against the blackboard. I don't recommend teachers behave that way. However, it's a very clear memory of him turning around and having a red spot in the middle of his forehead whenever he turned around from those moments. But the rest of the time, he was quite an insightful man and he was quite a calm and stabilising influence on me in particular. He'd get very cross with me if I laughed at the naughty boys and he would tell me that he expected more of me. But he would applaud my efforts to write poetry. He would applaud my creative writing. And in particular, he held some kind of bar that I felt compelled to live up to. So we had been studying about all sorts of things to do with the world. As you do at 12, you become aware of environmental 
issues, you become aware of animal rights issues, you're becoming, you're on the verge of becoming a teenager and you start to understand more and more about the world and how it works and you start to get a bit outraged about certain things about the world and how it works. So on one occasion I decided that I'd had enough of all the footage I was seeing in the news about baby harp seals. Now this is, we're talking about the early 80s and there was a lot of footage coming through in the early 80s around harp seals being hunted down, the baby ones being hunted down and clubbed to death on the ice in the Arctic and the Antarctic. And it was awful, awful, awful footage. So I decided that something needed to be done and that perhaps I was the one to do something about it. So what I did was I picked up on the idea of a petition. So no one really taught me what petitions were about, but I understood that a petition had the power to change the world. So I stood on the street corner near my primary school, near my classroom that I had with Mr. Craven, and I collected as many signatures as I could. I remember I had a battered old green clipboard and I had a pencil, I didn't even have a pen, I had a pencil. And I approached people on the street and I would ask them if they would sign my petition to help stop the club of the baby harp seals and I gathered a lot of signatures I can't tell you how many now because I can't remember but I gathered pages and pages and pages of signatures and then I thought my job was done and I put it away and I told Mr Craven what I had done and he didn't really say anything at the time and he certainly didn't tell me that he I needed to do anything with my petition so that was the missing piece of the puzzle. I didn't know I had to send it to anybody. I'd collected all these signatures and I thought that was enough. But here's the lesson. Something that Mr. Craven said months later, he was so cross, so cross with some of the boys in our classroom who were being so silly and we were approaching the end of the year. And so he was aware that we were all about to embark on our high school careers. We were all about to take flight and become young adults in a way and he was so frustrated with these boys wasting what he thought was wasting their time and wasting their lives and wasting their youth and wasting their education and while he was pointing his finger at these boys and telling them to pull their heads in and telling them to get their act together he then pointed at me and said why can't you look at her and do something that means something with your life and of course I wanted the floor to open up and swallow me whole, but I never forgot it. I never forgot the fact that he respected what I had tried to do with my little petition that went nowhere um, in my efforts to try and save the world, my efforts to try and save those baby harp seals. So for, for that lesson to be carried forward in my life, it has always proven something, something about what it is to stand up to your values. This is what finding proof's all about, is finding things like your witness. So my 12-year-old self had a witness of my capacity to step into my values and to do something that meant something. It didn't change anything. I didn't, nobody else knew that I'd done that, but it meant something to him and that meant something to me. So when you're looking back on some of the stories from your childhood, think about what evidence does that provide you with some of the strengths of character, some of those values that you've got that, that are so powerful that when you step into your values and stand firm in those values, 
how amazingly strong do you feel and how proud of yourself do you feel? So I don't tell this story to brag about my 12 year old self. It's a story I love to tell it at uh, dinner parties because I think it's hilarious in hindsight that I didn't know I had to send my petition anywhere. But I do tell you the story in the hopes that it will embolden you to stand strong in your values. Identify what your values are, write them on a piece of paper, stick them on the wall. If it's courage, if it's taking risks, if it's speaking your mind, if it's standing strong in truth, whatever your values are, hold on to them tight and gather the evidence around you that demonstrates how you have been able to stand tall and strong and proud. And hopefully you'll have a witness as well of somebody, somebody who's seen you do that and is your little bit of extra evidence of just how amazing you are. That's it for me today. I'm sorry we've got so much background noise today. It was uh, my intention to find a secret hidey hole to talk to you, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Have a fabulous day. And in the lead up to Christmas and the, the holiday break, I do hope you have a gentle lead in to this busy time of year. And I hope you have a wonderful time, whatever you're doing. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.